Welcome everyone to another episode of the podcast. We're going to keep today quick and sweet for the intro. As always, please make sure you follow me on Instagram at Felix.Levine. Follow me on TikTok, Felix Levine. My YouTube channel, you can watch all video versions of every single podcast there. And let's get into today's fantastic episode. And my guest today, he is an extremely talented, up-and-coming young artist. I'm grateful that I can call him a friend now. Please welcome my brother, Sash. And we're live. Sash, thank you so much for uh, for coming in here. Wait, probably come a little yeah. closer, or if you want to move that to be comfortable. No, 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 it's cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you so much for coming in, man. I really, uh, I really appreciate you coming in. And it's funny, a we know a lot of the same people, sure. uh, and B, I've been listening to like, like your some of your OG stuff. Yeah. Um, shout out some friends. Uh, who put me on to Rondo way back, I guess, when yeah. it was on SoundCloud, yeah. when like people still were on SoundCloud all the time. Yeah. Um, but I really uh, really appreciate you coming on, and I'm, and I'm happy that we finally met. Thanks for having me, bro. So I told you a few seconds ago, there's a little tidbit, a little story, a little something. The world doesn't know about you from uh, what's already out there. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I would say something that something you might not know I ran the marathon two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, the New York one. How, how, uh, what was your time? 3.30. Oh, that's kind of sick, no? 3.38. It's sick for not being, like, a runner. But in the, in the running game, it's not sick. But 3.30, what's, like, what's, like, an average time for, like, a I don't know, my mom did it. Oh. My mom did it in, like, 4.30. So my only goal was, like, not being over 4.30. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. Is it yeah. how long do you train for that? Like this, I think it's what it's in November. I yeah. started running in like the summer, so two and three months. When what were you doing? What was the regiment you were doing? Just running every day. Like it was like a build where it would be like, uh, you got to do like three, three miles Monday, three miles Tuesday, six on Wednesday, and then like work it back down. Okay. And then as the weeks progressed, you get into like pushing it into. The, I think the max I ran before it was like. 18 miles or something okay yeah so you, yeah I, what, what do they say they say like thir- if you do half you do the whole thing yeah more no they said i mean they say there's half. like a hump of like what's impossible they say like 18 or it's either like 15 or 18 that they say is like the breaking point did you weigh yourself before the marathon no and but i got so i was like a like a skeleton I by the time i was done how long did it take you to recover? i was crushing so much food just trying to like have the power to run all the time like i was before the the big runs of the week when i was training for i was taking down like i was ordering like two pizzas myself and like the night before running and just like feeling terrible just to have the energy to run (laughs) wait and then how long did it take you to to recover you get a massage or anything right after i got a massage it took me i thought like honestly i had such a bad knee injury and like the week leading up to it like i just have like i'm tall so i'm not meant to be (laughs) you are kind of tall you're like six three six four six four probably yeah with the shoes probably yeah. even six five <laughs> uh but but yeah it's like it's pretty taxing on your body oh i can't even imagine like I, immediately when i was done with the marathon i was like i'm never running again mm. and then now i'm like fomoing over feeling like watching other people do it oh you want to do it again it felt great like the finishing the marathon is like one of the best feelings of my life 
Yeah, it's probably, I can't even imagine. It was Were you listening to music all the time? Yeah, for sure. Do you ever listen to your music? Absolutely. I had so I was listening to some of my songs on there. Well, what, what, what are your favorite songs of, of my own? Uh, there's a song called Dirt that yeah. I did, like, that I mostly produced myself. Um, Rondo's, Tom Faye. Um, I have a new song that I just put out. It's like with a, a French this. boy of mine. Um, he, uh, his name's Arie. It's like the first, I went to Ibiza this summer and worked with like a bunch of people in house music. Um, and just like enjoyed being there. But, uh, that's like one of my favorites and it's the last thing I put out. So take me back to when you first started with music. When, when was like the first age that you did anything musically related? I mean, I grew, like my dad is a big hip hop head. Yeah. Um, and so I always like I was always into into music and into learning about music, okay. um, and I played things from like from when I could remember. Like I always was trying to learn instruments, or like my parents were trying to have me learn instruments. I played like guitar, piano, drums, trumpet, a violin at a certain point. Like I play, I tried to play so many things, but yeah. never never had the like discipline myself, like being young, to stick with any of that but um but i could always remember being like in love with music so i would say forever i remember like having a relationship with music and then probably like middle of high school i got into making music myself and then so you were telling me a little bit off air kind of an interesting story where you were doing almost like zoom school before yeah. covid yeah um well that happened like after i had put out after i had put out rondo right so then was Ron, like, did you, did you feel like momentum after you put out Rondo? It's weird. Like when I put out Rondo, I had no idea about like how music, the music industry works or like not the industry, but just like, I didn't have like some master plan of like, I'm going to make a bunch of songs and like, I'm going to, I'm going to like, I want to get to the top of this right. music stuff. Right. Like I was just like, I was making songs because like me and my friends would go to the studio for fun. Like it was like take your like yeah. who gets to make a song yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like this is the like Sash is the guy. Yeah. And so I, I have made the like the first song that I ever like really worked on top to bottom was Rondo. And like friends of mine were just wow. like, Yo, when are you putting that out? And I was like, Oh, I'm not putting that out. Like I just like I, I'm making stuff to just to make it. Um, and people were like, Oh, just drop it on SoundCloud. And this is like in the this is like in the real sound. It's like 2016. Yeah, no, because I think my best friend Joe was literally like, "Yo, look at this song, Rondo." And I think it was yeah, it was probably 2016, 2017. Yeah. And we were like in Prospect Park, and he was just like bumping it on SoundCloud yeah. for me. So when I when I put that out, it was because my friends were like, "Yo, trust me, yeah, just put it out <laughs> and see what happens with it." And so like looking back on it, if I had someone who was like paying attention to how right. traction works. I don't right. even remember what the streams were or anything. Like, I really wasn't, like, in tune to... Because you were you getting, like, messages or were you getting... For sure. Like, immediately. Oh, right. But also, like, even, like, the I remember, like, the first week I had put it out. I don't remember what the metrics were, but I know that it was something that was, like... It was legit. Like, yeah. it was, like... Yeah. It, was, it wasn't, like, I put something and it didn't have, like... It was instantly, like, people outside of my friend circle within the first week, like, yo, tell me your story about, yeah, like... Yeah what like what's your what's the next song what's the right. whatever and i'm like oh i'm on my this is like the first song i ever recorded yeah what what do you think was in your analysis of why it did well like yeah. why do you think it did well because it's just it's just feeling like 
there's no because of the lack of uh I want I don't want to say trying because I tried to right. like I tried I I have intention behind the like what I'm saying and and what I and trying to capture what the feeling is right. but at the same time there's not a lot of like I'm not trying to force anything right. like the like it was like a YouTube beat that I found <laughs> yeah. that like I I probably like came up with the melody in 3 minutes. I remember like having the idea of the words for the chorus like in a cab or something. Yeah. And then like by the time I heard the YouTube beat probably the same night, the whole song like was like a 5 minute idea. So then you was that like a moment where you were just like, "Okay, wait, I can actually do this?" No. No, for sure not. Like, but I wasn't like I can actually do this it was until just like months like... after it was out. Like oh, it was okay. like and I was making new stuff, but the moment that I was like, actually, I can actually do this is when like artists that I looked up to heard that first song and were like, you got like, like, how old are you? And I was like, uh, seven, I just had turned 17, I think that summer. And they were like, oh, yeah, you got this. And Ooh. I was like, the first person that I ever got introduced was Travis Scott. Fuck. And, I, and this is like, I was like, a, and I still am a Travis Scott fan, but yeah. I mean, like, when I was 16, 17, Court, it was especially like, then. I, it, like, I had saw him in Coney Island. This is, it must've been 20, 2016. Okay. I saw him in Coney Island and then, and he was playing with Mike Dean, who I'm right. signed to now. Yeah. But, and within like the same year I had got introduced and I hadn't even had a song. I didn't That's make crazy. a song by the time I, when I went to his concert, <laughs> I was like, I was going to his concert just out of like, this is my favorite artist at the right. time. And it had no, like, I wasn't looking at him performing being like, um, I gotta get this guy in my song. Wait, so then, so then, how did you get introduced? Who made the a friend of a friend of his at the time was working with, uh, or was supposed to work with a friend of mine who was managing a, an artist. Okay, and so he's in, the guy's in New York, and like I'm sitting in the front of a car, and they're like they're playing music in the back, like talking about how they're gonna help this other artist do whatever. Um, and then randomly my song comes on in the shuffle. Like, wait, so you're in the car with Travis? No, no, no I'm in the, in, oh. in the car with his boy. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and randomly my song comes on and the guy's like, yo, what is that? <laughs> and my friend's like, oh, like whatever. Like it's my friend. He's in the front and he's like, and he's, he had skipped the song or something, or maybe he just like, he's like, has the volume low or something because yeah. they're talking about something else. And he's like, yo, turn this up where I've been like, play it back or whatever it was. And he's like, you sure? And he's like, yeah, let me hear it. <laughs> and so he starts playing and he's like, yo, what, what is this? Like, it's so fire. And then my boy is like, like, yo, it's my friend. And I'm sitting in the, I remember like, I'm sitting in the front seat of the car and he's like, yo, this is your song. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah. And he's like, yo, we got to talk. And so after, and this is like, I really, I probably hadn't maybe made like two more songs after this. It's like in the first month or two since I had put it out. And so I don't have like, I don't have like, I'm not like making like marketing moves in my head of like who I need to like, right. who I want to work with and whatever. I'm right. just like still like finding YouTube beats yeah. and just making new stuff because it feels good to be making music. And this guy's like, oh, I want to take you to his show in Syracuse. And so we go to the show. I meet him. He plays the song. And then like that so night. Like with Tra you're with yeah. Travis and he's listening to your song. Yeah. In, in like backstage or. Yeah. And. Were you nervous? No, I was like, I had no expectation. Cause right. like I had no idea how, like I had no visibility. Like um, I had no idea how, like how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, I like I, the only thing I knew is that 
I liked the like I I was a fan of Travis. Right. You know? Right. And so he like he introduced us and then he played him the song when I wasn't there. Like I guess he went into the trailers. I don't okay. remember how it was, but I remember the first time he played it for him, I wasn't there. And he came back and told me, Oh, he loves the song. I'm like, okay. And then after the show, like Trav Travis has this little speaker and he's playing the song. Like he's playing it. That's and he's sick. singing and he's like humming like mm, yeah. mm. <laughs> And I was like, what the fuck, you know? That's so cool. And then I remember him being like that night. It must have, I think it was like his birthday the next day or that night. It was the next day was his birthday and he was on, he was playing a show at Terminal 5 mm. and Cardi was opening up for him. And I went to that show and I guess like maybe the first day that he had played it, he would, he was like, how old are you? Uh, I'm like 17. He's like, oh, you got this. Yeah. Like play me some more stuff. And I had played him a song that I did with Rich the Kid, because <laughs> like Rich, I don't, uh, I don't know if you met this guy when when Jay Critch came to do an interview, but and Jay he came along. But um, one of their friends, this guy Grams, was. Oh yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Was in the studio when I, like when I had first made Rondo. Oh okay. And this is like in the like maybe it was the day that I made Rondo or the few days after it, but he was like, this is insane. And it was like one of my, this is my first song I ever like, right. really finished. And so he, and like Rich Kid and Famous Dex and yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Critch were all like in the same studio at the time. And so he played it for all of them and we had ended up doing some stuff together. Uh, and this before I had ever really like worked with anybody else. And so I had played him like one other song that was like maybe a 30 second right. chorus that I had. And then I played him that song and he was like, oh, you got this. And... Um, so like in those moments are you are you thinking like anything more of it if they're just telling you like you got this you got this like, oh no you... i mean there was more that came from it he was like oh let me direct the video oh, okay and then i ended up working with the guy that i do to this day now diego andrade okay who um was working under this director dexter navy okay who's like one of the greatest of all time and the best guy ever um but they ended up like doing the Rondo video um, and Trav had some input. But um, I wasn't until the moment of like me going to LA and like being in sessions with them and being in around people who I looked up to mm -hmm. and then being like, you got this mm -hmm. to me, like, like snap into like feeling like there's not much more to it than just being natural yourself. Right. Like there's not some like veil that gets pulled down when you really get into like, there's not some level like you have to, you have to, uh, it's not like medical school. Like right. you don't have to like <laughs> yeah. record a hundred songs before you get something that connects with people. There's no one way. And so that's, it took me like a little bit to realize that like, there's no proving ground. You just have to like, it's like, do people feel it or not? Well, I think too, the, the thing that I really like about your your work and I guess even just, you know, sitting here with you for a couple minutes is like i don't your demeanor is very real right like you're just trying to be you and i think that's you know i've sat down with rappers and artists and and sometimes even at the high levels you kind of question like if they're doing it because they want to be themselves or they're doing it for some other purpose or motive um and i think that quite frankly like a that's a massive sign of maturity but b like you and i are exactly the same age and i think like you know, 
the quality of work is already there. So like if you the way that you have your head on straight, like if anything, just I'm excited to see what's next for you. But I but I think, you. you know, that probably also comes with like your education and like, you know, your family and your friends. For like sure. you seem very rooted. Have you always been rooted? I think so. I would li- I like to think so. Yeah. Um I would say though that like and maybe this is like just the the blessing of how like I came about being like having the chance to right. make music um in the way that I do, but like I never had a ch- I never I never saw another way than just being myself. Mm-hmm. I never had to like and not not had to, but I didn't come up with some like I didn't come up with some like branding. How do right. I get you to listen to my song? Like, let me do something on the internet that makes you listen to my song. Right. It just sort of happened naturally. Like, I just made something that I felt good about and I loved and put it out as myself. And it, it allowed me to make more songs. So all I'm doing today is the same right. equation. I'm just being myself as I continue to learn more and experience more and and put it out and see where it goes. So then for you, like, how do you, when you approach, like, growth, how do you go about it? Working with better, like, working with people who are much better than me. And when I say better, just have much more experience um, in, in not only, like, the cycles of, uh, the cycles of the way music changes, but also just life experience. Right. And different experiences. Like, they may be younger than me or have been making music for a shorter period than me, but just have a different perspective. So how did you then get involved with Mike Dean and all, how did that all come about? So a producer that I've worked with for a long time, Apex Martin, uh, called me and was like recently, like a year ago, I guess now, um, and was like, would you be interested in doing something with Mike? He's trying to sign an artist and like, he's liked your stuff for a long time. Um, and it sort of just happened over a few months. Like it, it, I get it. I played him some stuff that I've been working on and we made some, we, we had made something in 2017 or 2018, okay. Mike and I, but like never in person. Like I had a song that I showed Apex. He sent it to Mike and then Apex one time just like FaceTime me and Mike was playing on the song. And that to me, like at that point, was like the craziest thing. And what's funny about that song, actually, not to get too confusing on the Mike story, but he, we had made that song in 2018 and that song ended up coming out last summer before we did our deal together um, on a Pigeons and Planes. It's like this blog that like... uh, like a legendary blog and just like sort of emerging hip hop and and already big hip hop but um he he was executive producing the Pigeons and Planes album of a bunch of like emerging artists Tizo Touchdown was on there this guy Ecstasy okay. a bunch of other great okay. artists um and he was like oh I'm executive producing this album like before we start working together should we just put that song that we did out did first in 2018 on there mm. and like I <laughs> I almost forgot about this yeah. song and he was like that was just like the first wow. thing that came to his mind should we just throw that song on there so we put that song on that collab tape which actually is just now in this movie Dumb Money that is about the GameStop short oh. situation that's sick. Which is really cool. It's That's just like so such cool. a full yeah. circle thing. It's crazy. Um, but back to the mic stuff. 
So Apex, like Apex basically brought me to Mike and we started working on some stuff again. And then it just progressed to being like, like, let's just, let's just work together and put out the next few projects. And so you're signed to him or to yeah. his label? Is that to, we have like a, a JV between okay. me, him, Apex. So then what's, so then how's like the, I guess like agreement work in that sense? Like he produces all your stuff. Like, how's that work? Yes. And also just like he, he helps guide, like he has like my, more than my lifetime right. of experience right. in music. So he's helping just like be Mike Dean's ear. To what and also is producing most, if not all, of the stuff. So then, do you you talk to him every day? You see him every day? How's no, it? I don't see him every day. He's on tour. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. He's what on tour with the weekend. Oh, okay. I see him. I mean, since the tour started, I've gone to the tour a bunch of times. Oh, that's fun. But he's when he's back in LA, I usually go there and just work with him at his house. Have you met the weekend? Yes. Cool guy. Great guy. The nicest. So, um, all the people that like, I feel like that. Uh, Nothing's by accident, you know, like if you have, if you have like God given talent and you're good to people, yeah, the world is yours. Yeah. So then like, what's your conversation like with Mike when it's like, okay, 23 young, I I mean, you know, he obviously sees the goods in you, you see the goods in yourself. Like, what's the strategy? You know, like, is it? you know, obviously more music, but then also there's the whole promotion side yeah. and the, and now we're in a new world. Like when Mike was starting, there wasn't social media, For sure. none of that. For sure. So like what's, you know, cause I think also when you look at even just your Instagram, for example, yeah. right, it's very aesthetically pleasing. Um, it's like, you know, it, it looks, it looks like a, like a true professional. Like, I don't know how to say it. What is the strategy to, to get you to that next level? Just doing like being consistent as in like, and consistent doesn't mean just like putting out a million things on right. social media every right. day, but consistent, I mean more in the sense of like consistently trying to make better songs. Right. And then once, once I make something that I feel really good about making sure that I put it in front of people. Right. Um, and, and like I, like I said, just like part, like collabing with people. Cause at the end of the day is like no great piece of art happens in a right. silo. Right. So, and that's, and Mike's advice has always just been like, take every opportunity of like to learn and work with new people. And so that's where I'm at now is like, how can I, anything that I find interesting or like I gravitate towards, I'm, I'm either hitting up people or like have, if, if somebody connects me with someone, I'm like the first guy to be like, Oh, let's, let's make something today. Right. So then do you like, does Mike have a team then behind when there's like distribution and like, yeah. cause now like, and I was telling you about my friend Saint Levant, which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah, like he—I've known him for now five, six years. He started making music, I think, more like three or four years ago. And you know, he—I mean, aesthetically, going back to aesthetics, right? Like he has—he checks all those boxes, and then he went literally viral on TikTok, yeah, and then Instagram as well. And then it took him literally in a, in a span of a month to a level that like, you know, yeah. few artists ever get in their lifetime, right? Yeah, for sure. And I think that I'm always curious when it comes to like music specifically, like how much of it is talked about internally when it comes to the TikToks and oh, the Instagrams so and stuff internally like that. Internally from like a team perspective, yeah. but also from just like artists. 
it's like, crazy. I, no? It's all the industry. Like I don't work in like I right. wouldn't say I. I'm a musician, but I don't work in an office like right. trying to push other artists. So yeah. I don't know what the the narrative there is. Yeah. Like I'm sure it's the same stuff, if not more. But like between artists and producers and like that's all. Or, like I would say like 50 percent of sessions I go into, it comes up of like, are you posting on TikTok? What are you doing? Uh, like, are it's you crazy. posting Instagram reels of stuff? Like. It's crazy, but it's also just like the tool of the day. Right. Right. right? So like it kind of makes it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm super open to it all because I feel like you can be yourself on any platform. Right. Like you don't have to confirm like you don't have to uh, you don't have to confirm the corniness of something unless you do something that's not yourself. Right. Right. Well, I think also I could kind of see you being type of person where you you might like just delegate the tiktok shit and the instagram to somebody else because like I don't, I don't know i personally it's a game right and you know i'm not in the same industry but in a lot of ways like i have to do some For of the sure. same things yeah. um and like you know do i think some of it's corny of course right but like you see people literally having getting their lives changed because of you know one or two videos so it's uh it's kind of a strange world and i feel like even music like it's crazy how much it's taken it over for sure like some people have literally become mega superstars because yeah. of tick musicians yeah because of tiktok yeah i mean as long as you don't lose yourself yeah in whatever you're like yeah. if the idea is like tiktok instagram whatever it is facebook whatever it is of the day twitter it's only a tool for you yeah. to push what you have to say and what right. you have to show so, like, as long as you don't lose yourself in that process, it's an amazing tool. So, you were telling me you're, you had, like, an interesting in and out of school. Mm -hmm. um, we kind of went into it before, but it's, you went to, you went to Dwight, did online before, and you did online because of the music. But, like, that was accepted at the time by... So, what's weird is, like, I, I kind of, I went to, like, uh, nine different schools in my lifetime like we were talking about having mutual friends yeah. from like all the new york city public schools yeah but, like i went to like three elementary schools and then i went to i don't know what the like all the people that you know i think was from what 239 or is that mm. 234 in battery park i have to add I, we're talking about one of my best middle friends annika yeah she uh, i think she, that was elementary school what was, no what that was middle school oh really yeah shit i have no idea yeah I don't, i'm not good somewhere with that, in battery park numbers. or like lower fight i don't know yeah like um but so by the time I got to high school, the school that I went to, Dwight, which is like a, a funny situation, but they had an online it was a funny situation. Just like a funny mix of humans, you know, like there was like there was like New York City, Upper East and Upper West kids. And then there's also like a bunch of international kids who were like, OK, fully having careers by yeah. the time they like there was Olympic athletes who were Dwight is like oh. an international school so okay. there's like kids who were do, they had an online program for kids who I were doing you. like acting or athletes um and th so they already had like we're building this online program like i was telling you off right. the off this but like they had this this full built out like zoom school before covid huh. and so by the time i had when i had met travis that was in my junior year okay and so when I met, by the time I like, they were like, oh, do you want to come to LA to like, we're building out this label and do whatever. You. Do you want to come work in LA? So I go to LA and the first thing is like, why are you in school? <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. 
And so I was like, well, cause like, I don't, I didn't sign a deal. I'm not like, right. I don't have the means to not, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> to, I'm 16, 17. I'm not going to go live on my own. So, um, I, I went back to school and I was like, well, I sort of have this career. Yeah. <laughs> Can I do the online thing? And they're like, yeah, for sure. That's what it's for. Wait, what was the conversation like with your parents? There, my parents are both artists. So yeah. Like my mom is a my mom was a she stylist when I was growing up, and then had a like a women's wear brand. Yeah. And then my dad was an artist. Like went to Laguardia and okay. Then got into the art business after he. Are after you an only child? Got, no, I have two younger brothers. Oh shit! Yeah. How old? Uh, one is twenty months younger than me, Pablo. He's like my twin. <laughs> and then is another, he also tall. Yeah. But he's like, he looks like he's like 40. Like <laughs> if he came in here with like full with beard. me, right? Yeah, full beard. And also just like, he's the best. <laughs> he's just like, a, he. you would think he's like my older brother that also is like managing the yeah. situation. <laughs> uh, but and then I have a younger brother who is eight years younger than me okay. and is in high school now. Okay. He Where's is he not in Beacon, but he's on like in that area. Another school that's on like 57th and the west side. I want to say private public public I don't know what it's called though yeah um so then I mean you must have been on cloud nine though like as a junior like well the the only thing that like was like the only thing that was like to the out facing world at the time was like Kylie was posting the song and and Uh, and this is like the snapchat era of oh wait she posted the song yeah from from the Trav situation oh shit yeah well, and so that what was like when you when you when like Kylie posts a song. I was like, like do you get a, do you get like very excited or like what do you in ex, in exciting moments? I'm trying to remember how I felt honestly. I think I was probably like, uh, I would say I I was I was excited to to see that like it doesn't take much like to get to not. Not that it doesn't take much, but, like, it doesn't take, like, if you can genuinely just, like, do something that you really like. Right. That's the only uh, sort of criteria for making good stuff. And that was, like, uh, that was something I felt good about going forward to not be, like, okay, I have to figure out having the best, like, I need to figure out having, the like, the most knowledge about producing or the most knowledge about writing. It was more so just, like, it was it gave me confidence to go forward and and do the same thing. I almost feel like it, it showed, cause like some people, like they literally like the peak could be like having a Kylie reshare, but I think it's almost good the way in which it happened for you, at least from what you're mm-hmm. describing, because like you almost like, you didn't go too viral to the sense where like you then think you can do whatever, yeah, yeah. whenever, but you realize like that everything is within reach. Oh, for sure. You know, and that it is it is quality work, right? And like even if you didn't put all the effort or whatever, like you then it's like a really good getting it's like a really, really good getting your feet wet into yeah. like what you're trying to ultimately get into. Oh, I think also it's like, um, when you said everything's in reach, it's also like, I think Lil Wayne or some, someone was talking about like the the world we live in of like the hyper sharing yeah, stuff. Yeah, And what you, what you find is like, or at least what I've felt like is that like everybody sees everything. 
yeah. at least in your close circle of like right, you're right. hyper localized what you're sharing right. on whatever tiktok instagram so like if it's good it'll get through yeah you know if you feel really passionate about it there's someone out there that will feel really passionate about it for sure but if you are on the fence about something yeah. and it's you already don't feel like this is like something amazing it just gets into the like the slog of a million things that people are just sort of trying to like get along with what so you've been doing shows not really i've done i've done shows like over the years i've done like parties and like mm -hmm. opened up for some people but this year i'll do some more serious stuff what uh when you say more serious stuff what is that just like, like my own shows okay like own concerts who know? have you who have you opened for i opened for smoke perp oh that's sick it was fun it was college shows. It was really fun. Oh, that must be insane. Yeah. Because there's like a ton of people. It was really, really Like fun. it's just chaos. Now. It was just like <laughs> the places that we went to. Were, and it, that was actually with Apex too. Okay. Um, Like he was working with Smoke Perp. Um, but yeah, it was just like, it was, we, I remember like I did like Arkansas and Indiana and just like the best sort of like Performing for a thousand college yeah. kids is like the best environment for a kid <laughs> right. my age. Like, right. was the best feeling to have. Like, it's not like you're going into one of these like showcase type of situations where it's like you have like more artists than yeah. people coming yeah, yeah, to yeah, watch yeah. the show. Yeah. It was more so just like a thousand kids that want to party. And then, so then, when you say having your own shows here, like what, what's the planning and in, and in, in going into that? Like, are you? picking out venues now or i think we're gonna do like a small show in new york and a okay. small show in la and the idea is to play one with mike so that'd uh, be fun. yeah that'd be insane yeah what kind of do you know any any ideas on the venues yet not really but i want it to be something really small first in new york and la and just do that and then probably we've been talking about like going and opening with someone to do a tour but i feel like the at first i want to do new york right and then la now has been like a lot of people who appreciate what i've been doing and now we're just gonna take a quick break to talk about my longtime sponsor in u.s wellness meets they just recently revamped their website so everything that i'm about to tell you can be found at their all new and improved u.s wellness meets.com website at us wellnessmeets.com you can choose from over 350 foods raised the way nature intended that includes 100 grass-fed and grass-finished beef lamb bison elk and dairy they also have pasture-raised heritage pork, wild-caught seafood, and pasture-raised poultry. These are some of the host of foods that you can find at uswellnessmeats.com where the owners are the actual farmers themselves. And now they've introduced a subscription food delivery service and curated sample farm bundles. Choose the bundle of food you want to receive every month and they'll deliver it right to your door automatically. It's never been easier to serve your family real, honest-to-goodness food without the junk. U.S. Wellness Meats is the choice of championship sports teams, professional athletes, chefs, world-class trainers, and families just like yours all over America. Use promo code PODCAST, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, to save 15% off of every order at uswellnessmeats.com. Now let's get back into it. So you so you're still in school you have a, another semester left yeah so like explain that because we kind of before well like i was telling you like during the co during covid like school was online right and i've i've never been one that's like i'm always my favorite thing to do is learn interesting like 
learn whether it's music, learn whether it's are you what's your major at entrepreneurship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go to school for music because yeah. I felt like I couldn't I needed to have like I was learn I'm learning so much about music right on my own that I was down to have some sort of perspective outside of that. Um but like school has helped me so much with what I'm like sort of my what I'm doing on an everyday basis in in my real life I guess or my career so so you're at NYU are you doing back in person now yeah oh because now it's like basically I did as many classes as I could online and then there's like there's a little bit of requirements left right. that I actually have to show up for <laughs> yeah 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 I almost beat beat you the almost case. Beat the g- <laughs> <laughs> so then do you like do you have aspirations from a business entrepreneurial side as well like do you think about that when it comes to your brand like thousand percent i'm not really brand but just like as it like there's so many i when i think about like mentors that i've had in and out of music like on in the in the on the business side of things it's always just like people who know how to problem solve Right. right and there's so many problems in the in the music like from just like regardless of like the music business but just like problems that i've faced as an artist right. trying to put out stuff like I, what just like the biggest problem i would say is just like the the managing of all like this is a there's a lot of pieces that go into just making songs and putting them out on your own and now there's so many independent kids doing what i'm doing that like it's a really really com- it's it's not a, like it's simple and in theory to just make songs and put them on the internet but once once you start to have something that like can turn into a career right becomes a really complicated thing of like trying to manage it all so then what kind of opportunities do you see from business sense i just think there needs to be a more like taking off the veil of what like if you're if you're in the music business you you understand like sort of all the components that go into the building of an artist business like right. whether it's music publishing or the master side or then the live show or then the merch and whatever but like as a young kid who gets traction yeah it's hard to to see that whole dashboard right and understand what it's worth and because then then that that evolves into like the conversation that young artists have with with labels and with with agents like if you can't see where you are today it's hard to make the best decision going forward and I and I would say that was just in like in the sense where in other industries it's a lot easier to see right where you're at today. You know, like if you're starting a business and you're like you're raising money from venture capital or something, yeah. it's like it's easier to to see your black and white traction. Right. Do most of do most of your I guess like business desires stem just in the music industry? No. Or you have no. other not necessarily, but like. Like, what else are you interested in from an entrepreneurship I mean, standpoint? It's hard to say. Like, I I pay attention to, like, other st- – like, the startup world. Yeah. Um, I think there's, like – there's a lot to relate to. Yeah. Um, like, bu- building a business is a lot like the work of an artist. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I've always found – it's, like, it's, it's sharing your perspective and problem-solving with your perspective. Um and I would say, like, for now, it's hard to say that my my interests lie outside of music because that's what I'm living every day. So the problems that come up to me personally right. are in that that realm. But, like, 
I, I was paying attention uh, paying attention a bunch to like the crypto nft yeah. world um and i still am like i saw you had pomp, pomp yeah Leano i just had pomp yesterday how he was, was sitting right there well it's funny i was actually gonna bring it up he, he i was literally about to say that next he said something that you just mentioned right where it's like and honestly, I barely talked to him about Bitcoin because I'm like, yeah. dude, fuck. Like, everybody knows you as the Bitcoin guy. Like, I don't really yeah. care. You can go on like, and, on, <laughs> on YouTube for that. But I was, he was just like, the best entrepreneurs in the world, it's very, very, very simple. Like, I don't really make it that much more complicated. What is the problem and can you solve it? Yeah. And like, that's why I'm interested for you, right? Where you have that angle. Um, and also like a lot of knowledge in this industry now, right? Um, because if there is a problem and we can solve it, shit, let's go make some money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, but, but it is, especially because the music industry is so fucking gigantic. I'm just very curious as to like what, and maybe it's not something you even want to share publicly, but like maybe if there's like specific individual problems that yeah. can be solved with something yeah, like that interests me. Right. Yeah. Cause like, I love everything entrepreneurial, yeah. like business wise. And, and I think it's almost great too, that you like, you're not just like putting yourself in this one category of like, I'm only yeah. a musician. Right. Yeah. And like, you have other passions and other interests. Cause then you, I, I believe in from sitting down with a lot of successful people is like the most successful people are the ones that are really good at something, but also are able to use other skills to then like make that thing that they're really good at. For blossom sure. and and scale it and and then monetize it for sure and also like the 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 monetizing part of anything is like you only get as much as you give so like right. it, do you solve a problem and like do people is that actual value like, right even in music is like are you actually like do people actually feel something from your songs if yes yeah if the scale is big of the impact then you then there will be some reward but like it all comes from like, are you actually delivering people anything? Yeah. Are you solving their problems for that? What would and you are you are doing like, something for somebody else? Yeah. What would you say are like the five biggest problems when it comes to, let's say, you know, independent artists when they're in like the young yeah. to middle stages of their career? It's tough because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Okay, but, then in your case. But in my case, I would say like... um Number one is probably, uh, number one is how do you, how do you consistently make music without giving up too much leverage at the beginning? When you say leverage. And leverage just in terms of like, you have to own a certain amount of your, your music right. to be able to have, to be able to have like a livelihood, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like outside of just like. Like you could go sign to a label that might like give you a small deal at the beginning when you have a little bit of traction and you may be able to like pay your rent for a year or two, but like a, a yeah. livelihood that's yeah. like outside of just like the first year of your yeah. deal or something. And, and of course this is for like from the beginning of like when they were selling like the, the wax thing that you put into the horn machine. I don't know what that thing's called, but uh, like the first music recordings, right. like the artists have always right. struggled. Right. Musicians right. have always right. struggled. Like at the, there's a very, like to get the opportunity to get to make money on music is such a blessing yeah. because yeah. for the most part, it's such a struggle yeah. to even be able to like, to not have to work mm -hmm. a job to make music. Um, and I think like at the beginning, the struggle for artists is like, 
it's it's not you have to put in a lot of time and at, at in some cases money into like promoting your music that you feel great about but like if you don't have if you don't have a ton of money to play with it's hard to like right. to dump money and time into like buying beats and and yeah. uh and doing music videos and doing all this stuff without having a partner that can help you fund it and so i feel like artists that through my own experience of stuff that i've gotten offered and friends who have been in music and been on the producing and artist side like it's really tough at the beginning to get past that barrier of like you know like you need you want to push your art and you want to like do bigger and better things but you don't want to give up too much because you know that it's a struggle then when you don't own much and you don't have much right. leverage but you have to continue to keep making right. stuff and so i think the the biggest struggle for young artists or not for young but just like artists at the beginning of the emerging phase is um knowing how to 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 deal with the asset that is their mm -hmm. their artist package yeah, it's a complicated one. It's really complicated. It almost feels like, well, they probably already, isn't that, I mean, in a lot of ways, like record deals and stuff like that and labels, they kind of, they follow like a venture mindset. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right? Where it's, it's literally like, it's like, talent scouting. Yeah. You know? Like, it's like, in the venture world, it's, it's a similar thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, this young kid has a problem he wants right. to solve. Right. And he needs some help funding it. And... Um, let's see how much we can get for the, the struggle that right. is today. Yeah. yeah. And that's understandable on both sides. And obviously the music industry has had times where there was, there was a lot of exploitation going mm -hmm. on and same thing in the, I'm sure in the venture world, but obviously these things reform and then it's a cycle that goes like in the artist's favor, right. then back right. in right. the label's favor and yeah. whatever. But like the music industry changes so much as I'm sure the, the startup world does right. um that like there's there's a lot of new deal structures that like a lot of artists that i know who have had like who have are in the beginning phase of the career or having like some success have done like distribution deals where they don't even have a label they just go straight to the distributor and get a budget from the distributor and are still doing it on their own hmm. um but you know there's always a give and take because not only do do labels and do venture people come with money but they also come with experience right so and who guides you mostly with stuff like that mike mike but also a few other people that are involved and just like mentors and people that i've met along the way who aren't necessarily like financial partners but are partners in the the process so then what's the plan after you graduate it's not nothing's changing with me finishing okay. school this is like the first like i just uh i get so much out of like um i get so much out of being around other kids that are trying to do great things mm -hmm. and so the only thing that i'll miss about school is just like being around meeting new kids every day who right. are doing not just music but just are building something in in their own life what's the what's your day-to-day -day look like these days i'm just making like i'm working with a million people and just like writing songs for other people writing songs okay. for myself and doing videos doing the the whole i don't have a manager so like i'm doing the whole top to bottom process right. whether it's like like when we talked about like you were like oh 
would you delegate Instagram and whatever? Right. Like I'm doing the, the, the cover. Like today I'm finished. That we're about to put out two songs in this month, and like I'm finishing the covers for the songs, and then I'm going to the studio. So it's mostly just like just creating. Where do you feel like? Like, where do you feel like you need the most help right now? It's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, I have a great team of people around mm -hmm. me, so I would say just, like, everybody needs help, so it's hard to say yeah. that I don't need help, but I think that um, I just need time. Yeah. There's a lot to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I get, and I guess maybe that comes from just having more people, more hands to to help with stuff. But like, I think time is the the biggest thing that like I struggle with. Where it's like, there's only like, to me, it's always the music first. So I like I dive into finishing songs to the way I like them. But then there's all these other pieces that go along with it, whether it's the videos and the the covers and the Instagram and TikTok stuff, like you talked about. Do you feel um? Do you feel like as you've progressed your career, like people from high school and um, they try to like latch on or any mm. of that? I don't think latch on in any way. Like I think that <clears throat> all the conversations that I have with friends, a lot of my friends like I, who I like fr even from middle school and mm -hmm. stuff, like I'm still super close with. I think that... uh if anything, it's just more like conversations where they're, they've, they there's like a, an inspiration piece where mm -hmm. it's like, it takes a long time to, to get to where you want to go in yeah. anything. So like yeah. a lot of my friends who went to school then like are working or didn't go to school and are mm -hmm. working, have been like, they've had a constant like we've had a constant back and forth of like, watching me grow and then right. watching them do their own thing and it's like. I don't think anyone has ever, I don't think it's about latching on, but, um, and I try and like, I try and like, there's been kids from my school that have like done like short films or stuff. And like, I'll try and give them songs for the right. movies and stuff. Like I, there's just like, you only, you only are as great as the stuff as you're working on with other people. Right. So. And yeah. then, so is the plan always to stay in New York? I mean, yeah, you. I was in LA for a little bit. Yeah, yeah. This is the best place. In the it world. is. It is. I mean, yeah. I think we're. I think we're pretty probably aligned on that. Yeah. It must have been how long? So how long were you in LA for total? Like I was there. I was really like living there yeah. for like a year and a half. Okay, that's still significant. Yeah, but I was back all the time, and now I still go. Like I was there for probably at least a third of this year. I'm there all the time. Just like working with Mike and working with other people. Um, it happens to be like, and I've talked about this on other interviews, like it happens to be really conducive to making right. music right. or like film or what. Like it was built for right. for making arts. So it, New York obviously has a bunch of studios and like there's great people here. and But LA is so sort of like, it's it's very efficient to yeah. go there and knock stuff out. Where does where does someone like Mike see where does he want your career to go or what is like as far as it can yeah like we talk about um, 
we talk about all the people that I've looked up to and like, and what he's, he's worked with some of the greatest artists of all yeah, time. Yeah. So like he talks about what he's seen other people do and what, um, what things I can learn from and uh, ultimately the path it takes to get to where I want to go. Where, where do you like, you know, what, what are your, how do I you I just want to have the most impact possible. But what's impact look like to you? Impact to me is just like, I want to be able to make the most people feel the way that I felt when I watched Jay-Z perform for the right. first time or I watched Travis Scott. Like the feeling is not, the feeling is not like all over Jay-Z or all over Travis Scott or all over any number, or all over Prince. The feeling is all over your potential to do something for yourself right. you know like all over if this guy did it or girl did it i can do something great right and i can make other like to me it's always been like i want to get to the place where i can make the most kids feel like anything is possible do you as when it comes to music you know like i want to do a million things outside of music like what like i would love to be doing film stuff we had some like we were talking about doing some stuff earlier this year. There's been like cool people who have come into our world from the music stuff. But I would love to be doing a lot of other things to express storytelling. Like mm -hmm. part of what and probably the maybe the most interesting thing to me about writing songs is just like it's really just it's we're doing the same thing that directors are doing in their right. films. It's like we're really just telling stories that other people feel like they can either live through or like have something, have some sort of a mirror effect to what they've gone through already. Do you, are there any other kind of um, industries or, or like complete side ventures that you also want to get involved in? At the moment, it's like, at the moment I'm so into yeah. making music that I can't really like, it's hard to say like i want to have a sparkling water yeah. company or something but i'm <laughs> sure down the road there'll be tons of cool things yeah to do. do you how important is is the money side to you like, does that matter a lot mm. i mean it matters to everybody to some extent i think it only matters insofar as how much impact i can create mm -hmm with the money factor of right. it. Like I think some of my, even from the beginning, like every, almost like every idea that I felt really good about didn't come from a place of like, yo, we have 50K to make yeah. a music video. Let's like, let's figure out like what cars we can rent for the yeah. video and whatever. It's come from like, how can we make something creative with right. no budget right. or little to right. no budget. And so I don't, I think the money factor only, the only things that I could think of is like life changing amount of money, like, yeah. like family life changing yeah. amount of money yeah. or life changing in that, like there can be some, some sort of impact to, you know, like there's tons of creative ideas I've had that obviously have, are sort of like capped because it costs a certain yeah. amount to, to do certain things what's the dream venue to play msg the mecca is like uh like yes msg it's probably yes but also there's other places like i would love to do like red rocks 
oh yeah like but i was like msg is like the obvious yes there's like a yes but there's some other ones yeah all right manifest for me real quick in 10 years where are you at 10 years i'm so i'm 33 i would say i'm I'm having the most impact that I could have ever dreamed in music, but I'm also doing some film stuff and I've also started two businesses. I think that's a fair number. It's like a factor in failing the first one and then the second one being successful. <laughs> I love it. Um, dude, thank you so much for, for coming on today. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to, to have met you. I, you know, I think, you know, for people listening and, and watching, um if they haven't listened to your stuff obviously they they have to go do that um but for those that have like you know and i really i guess now for a couple years um i think it's so cool especially to see somebody like within almost like our circles our uh our little world here in new york um doing so well and so like i i think you have you know when i when i sit down with people that are successful you have all of the characteristics all of like the it factors that um that they do as well so like i'm just rooting for you man and uh at the end of the day like keep doing you thank you you know thank you and you don't have you don't have to listen you just we just highly suggest you (laughs) we just no no (laughs) thank you man thank you